I recommend the book, Your View Matters, Value Retention Plan, to apply the information in this episode to your process. For your copy, go to Amazon.com and type Larry Ife Plan in the search box. Scroll until you find the Value Retention Plan. It will have the light blue wavy lines on it. It comes in two versions, explicit or base, and please make sure you select the right one. All right, the instructional part of your episode is about to begin. Hey, my name is Larry Eif, and this is episode 47, Employee of the Year. Um, you already know we're talking about a process here. We're trying to get to the point where everybody can get their shit straight and have fun, enjoy life, overcome addictions, no more depression, make money, you know, have fun at your job. And and this episode here, episode here, I want to focus on having fun at your job. Uh, and I'm going to give you one of the best examples around. I worked at a steel scrapyard, like a heavy metal scrapyard. It was hard as fuck. It was, you know, you, you got a crane operator. This dude, he's, he's a crane operator, and he's been there for years. So he's very good. He's very fast. He picks up cars and buses and big steel beams and puts them into this machine that cuts them up into pieces, like big chunks, like five-foot-long chunks or smaller chunks. Some of these things weigh like 100 pounds, 150 pounds, whatever. They're hot as heck. Um, And they come to the sorting place where we sort it, and it comes bouncing down the line, and you got to try to pull these things off the line and drop them into these big-ass chutes to the left and the right of you. You have big chutes that go down to big recycle bins, depending on the size of the... the, uh, big chunk that you're hauling off the line and people were quitting people would quit this job left and right when i mean left and right i'm talking <laughs> to, to, the, to the left of me and to the right of me people were quitting um and when i talk about left and right i'm talking about people would come to the job and they left right away i'm talking like the same day sometimes it was horrible but i loved it i loved it because I wasn't worried about the pay. I wouldn't even, matter of fact, I was through a temp agency, so I wasn't even getting benefits. But I didn't care because of, of, of the value. I looked at the value, my human value. I was part of a team. They could have gave me, I think I got like $13 an hour. They could have gave me $10 an hour. It didn't matter. Once you understand the value you bring to the table, that you're part of that team, and you're part of a bigger team, it, you can work anywhere. I would work at, I'm 49 right now. I would work at McDonald's and not even care. Because even a job at McDonald's, if I'm the fry guy, I am part of a team. Um, but see, I just got off track. <laughs> Let me get back to the steel job. Uh, so work at the steel job, people hated it. Um, and what, what when I talk about value and loving a job and going to work every day, I had to be at the bus stop at 5 o'clock. So I had to get up at like 4.15 in the morning. And I had to catch... I had to, walk to the bus stop, then get dropped off, catch another bus, and then walk to work like another mile and a half. Then work hard all day. And sometimes it would be very hot. As a matter of fact, it's extremely hot up there. Um, you work all day. It's like like a eight-hour or nine-hour workout. Um, and then I have to walk another mile and a half after work to the bus stop again and go through all that stuff. Uh, it was crazy. But when I talk about value... At a job, what you want is an employee like me. Not saying I'm the best employee, but what you want is an employee that says, hey, I understand what value I bring to this job. 
and I understand what value I bring to the bigger picture. And I understand what value I bring to God's plan. If you understand the thing that made me love this job so much was the fact that I knew God created this earth. And he said everything was good. When he was done, he said everything is good. And we have a certain amount of material to work with on this earth. And our job is to have families and to have control of the earth and to use the resources and be as as productive and as creative as you want to be. But you have to be smart with the materials. You have to replenish the earth, uh, people-wise and material-wise. So I'm, so I was able to be part of that chain of events called recycling. Uh, like I said, the crane guy would take a bus. You know, you, you take a bunch of materials from the ground. You make a bus. Once you're done with that bus, after about ten years, you can either throw it in a scrapyard somewhere and and do nothing with it, or you can bring it somewhere where I worked at, like a real scrapyard, and we can recycle the products and the materials. And use it for something else. Back into the system. But that's all I needed to know. I don't ha- I didn't have to make $18 an hour. Or $25 an hour. It did not have to be a career move. All I had to do was work. And understand my value. The value that I brought to that system. And understand that that company could not make money without me. I could not make money without that company. And that company could not make money without me. But that company was not my destiny. My value was part of the bigger picture, which is the original purpose, to take care of this earth and recycle things. Um, like I said, the money comes secondary. Uh, I've told you before about putting faith in something, like AA people and NA people. They they put a little bit of faith into the 12 steps, and they see huge results. I put a little bit of faith in the fact that, that I'm supposed to take care of these materials on this earth for God, and I, I put a little bit of faith in the process of tithing, where... You give back to the church so that the church can continue to build a community that understands God's laws and tries to live the Christian lifestyle and take care of shit. My faith, I put a little bit of faith in that system. I don't have to make a billion dollars a year or a million dollars a year or I don't have to complain about not getting the right amount of benefits or more hours or less hours. If they would have cut my hours back, okay, fine. I'm not worried about the hours that were cut back. If they cut me back to 20 hours a week, that would have been cool. Because I still got 20 hours where I'm able to be a part of God's plan. That's that's why I talk about um, in that value retention plan book. Um, because if you have employees that are on the same page as you, as the, as the management, that the management understands that employees have value and that the company doesn't make money without each other. You need all the parts of the wheel, pieces of the puzzle, however the saying goes. Um, if you understand that, you understand everybody has value, every single person will be like the employee of the year because they'll, they'll give their heart and soul to that job because it's not just for the paycheck. It's for God. That's a higher calling. People in general, when they have a higher calling, they tend to do better in life. They tend to love their jobs more. They tend to be more productive. So that being said, you may be wondering well, Larry, if you are such a good recycler of God's materials, why aren't you working it out? And I would say that is a good question. Here's the answer. I was there for about four and a half months. After two months, I started getting paychecks. Well, I got paychecks anyways, but I started to save up some money. And you know I had my addictions I was dealing with. So after two months, I, I got these urges and I wanted to hit the strip club up. So I got drunk one night, hit the strip club. And I was, you know, how you go through the next day, you're pissed off, blah, blah, blah. 
And then um, a couple months later, I went and got high, like cocaine high. <laughs> uh, and I, I wasn't able to go to work the next day. And I wound up calling my line, the line guy, the line crew guy. I said, hey, yo, Albert, I can't come in. I'm still out of town. Um, gave him some other dumbass excuse. He said, cool, we'll just come in tomorrow. I said, all right. I wound up calling him back later that day and said, hey, remember that drug problem I told you about? Well, I don't have uh, the handle on it that I want to have on it. And I got high last weekend. That's why I didn't come to work. So I got to check myself into rehab. And that's what I did. So um, I think like about a week later, I was rehab. And, oh, I, I talk about it in episode six or seven or eight, one of those episodes, or maybe nine or ten, I talk about that experience. But that's a chain of events. Like I said, I'm telling you shit real time. I'm going through the same process as some of you are. Um, if anybody's even listening right now, I don't even know how many viewers, whatever, the listeners, whatever the case may be. Um, if you are listening and you go through the same process with me, we're on the same page. I um giving you real-time data so uh you want to be employee of the year and love your job and look forward to it no matter how much you're getting paid or if you're a let me see uh, owner if you're hiring somebody or you have a temp agency you want to find some training for these people to be at the same level as you are you both want to be on the same level you both want to understand that you both have equal value to a big process a valuable employee is an employee of the year employee. And that's why I named this episode Employee of the Year. Alright, well, short and sweet. Um, episode 47, Employee of the Year is a wrap. Episode 48 is coming up next. And I don't have a fucking clue, so I ain't gonna lie to you. But when I find out what it is, you already know me. When I figure out what it is, and once I know, I'm gonna let you know. <laughs>